0: Here is a sermon message from Somerville Community Baptist Church. To hear more sermons like this, please visit ilabscbc.org. All right, let's get started our message today. Uh, today, I want to talk about something that I call reframing. Okay, Reframing. And I entitled today's message, Reframing Your Mind and the power of God. Reframing in your mind, and your thought, and the power of God. Now, let me ask you a question. What is reframing? I believe the reframing, it's simply creating a different way of looking at a situation, or a person, or an event, or incident, by changing its meaning. Simply put, it's creating a different way and looking at something by changing its meaning. You know, it's a little bit like a boy who loves playing baseball and also thinks that he's the best player in the whole world. He went out to the backyard and he picked up the bat and he picked up the ball and he threw the ball up in the air and he swung and he missed that. And he said, well, everybody can miss once. I am still the greatest better in the world. He picked up the ball again and threw it up in the air and he swung and he missed the second time. He said, I do still have one more strike. That doesn't change the fact that I am the best hitter in the whole world. And third time, he picked up the ball and he threw the ball up in the air and he swung and he missed this third time as well. And he said this, wow, I had no idea. I am also the greatest pitcher who ever lived because I just struck out the greatest better in the history of the world. I am great at everything. I am great at everything. I know it's a just humorous story but really it tells us important lesson about the, the meaning and definition of reframing reframing it's simply changing the way we look at something by changing its meaning or its angle or its perspective it's also called cognitive restructuring or if you are simple like me I call it thinking different Thinking different, that is the meaning of reframing. Let me illustrate it this way. What kind of a day are you going to have? Is it going to be a best day or an average day or a bad day? What kinds of day are you going to have? The answer is, it depends on how you frame your day. Some of you, unfortunately, you have this negative framework, a negative filter. Oh, this day is going to be bad. You know, I hate being around so many people. It never works out. Every time that I try to do something, I always fail. God is not with us, with me. Life is bad and it is going to get worse. And what happened? If we have that filter or that frame. And that's how you view your life. Your day is going to get worse and worse and worse. What kind of a day you are going to have depends on how you frame it. God is with me. God is good. And I can sense his presence. I am being loved around these people. I'm going to choose to believe the best whatever I go, I do and wherever I go. What kind of a day are you going to have? Well, it all totally depends on how you frame your day. Now, I want you to understand this one very important principle. You cannot control what happened to you, but you can control how you frame it. Let me say it again. You cannot control what happened to you, but you can surely control how you frame it. And if there was anybody who was great at reframing one's mind, I believe it was Apostle Paul. In fact, as you know, the last last phase of his life, his story, his dream, his goal... And his destination that he thought is Rome. And he wants to go to Rome and spread a gospel to the leader of the Rome. As he believed that Rome was the center of the whole world. If he was able to deliver the gospel to those leaders of the Rome. And he thought he'll be able to spread the gospel whole world. Finally, he got to Rome. But he didn't get to go there to preach the gospel. Instead, he was in Rome as a prisoner, locked up in house arrest, chained to Roman guards 24-7. He was awaiting also possible execution, end of his life. And listen to this carefully. What he wanted was not what happened, Right? What he wanted, not for his sake only, but the sake of the glory of God, what he thought that was going to happen. That's not what happened. And how was he able to frame his situation? And that is the key point that you and I want to learn together. The answer is found in today's passage. Book of Philippians chapter 1 and verses 12 through 14. One of four prison epistles that was written by Apostle Paul. Uh, Book of Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. If you have a Bible and Bible app, I'm going to ask you to open the Bible and go to the New Testament. This short letter and only four chapters. Book of Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 through 14. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters... That what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard. And to everyone else that I am in chain for Christ. And because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord. And dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. For this is the word of the Lord. This is where Apostle Paul was. Lord, this is what I want for the glory of you, Lord. This is what I wanted happening. I wanted to preach the gospel, but instead he found himself as a prisoner. Locked up in this prison cell, not knowing what is going to happen. You know, you cannot determine what happens to you, but you can surely determine how you frame it. You cannot control what happened to you, but you can surely control how you frame it. Let me show you what Apostle Paul could have said. He didn't say this, but Apostle Paul could have said if he looked at his circumstance with his human frame. This is what he could have said. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know that what has happened to me really sucks. I made this plan for God for his glory to spread the gospel message. I thought this was the best way to deliver the gospel. But here I am being stuck in this prison cell, not doing anything or not knowing what my future will be held. This is the worst day ever. And I don't know what God is doing. Perhaps God doesn't care about me anymore. That is not what Apostle Paul said. Instead, this is what Apostle Paul really said. Not paraphrase today's passage, okay? Brothers and sisters, what has happened to me? And watch this. A lot of people said my situation and my circumstance is really bad because I wanted to go to Rome as a preacher, but I'm actually in Rome as a prisoner. But no, 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 that's not true. What happened to me is actually good. And here is reason why. Though I cannot control what happened to me, I can control how it's framed. But when I look at my circumstance through God's frame, I see that God is working. God is at work. God is moving. God is active. You know, God is passionately really strengthening me. Doing the ministry here in prison cell, when I look at with my human frame, my life could be sucks from your point of view. But when I look at my life from my point of view, this is actually good. This is actually great because God is using me even in this very unseemingly impossible to deliver the gospel point of time that God is using me. To spread a gospel to these palace guards. And then look at this. Because of my sincere commitment. You know, my the sincere passion. Regardless of my circumstance. The peoples are in Rome. The Christians right now. They are so brave. So courageous right now. They are there to spread a gospel to the whole world. You see that? What happened to me? Really, really good. Isn't that amazing? Apostle Paul, from a human perspective, from a human frame, if you just look at his circumstance right now, it could be worse. doesn't make any sense. He's been sacrificing his entire life for the glory of God. And he thought this is the final destination and final goal. The last point to spread the gospel to the whole world. He was so excited for the glory of him. But instead of him being preaching the word of God, planting the church in Rome, he found himself as a prisoner. What a disappointing, you know, what a discouraging woman. But when Apostle Paul looked at his circumstance from God frame, when he was able to reframe his mind and his thoughts, In the power of God. In the presence of God. In the frame or perspective of God. He was able to even see the seemingly, seemingly difficult circumstance into the one of the best, the best woman. I don't know what your struggles right now, my dear friends and brothers and sisters. I know you are probably going through many different struggles right now. I would encourage you. Don't look at your circumstance with your human frame. But instead... I would encourage you to look at your circumstance from the frame of God. Reframe your mind, reframe your heart for the ones of God. When you do that, you'll be able to find the great things that God is at work. You'll be able to find that God is still moving in the midst of your struggles. And God is still active in seemingly impossible circumstances. That is the power of reframing your mind. And let me just share a couple of examples from the Word of God, especially in the Old Testament, Um, how they were able to reframe their seemingly impossible circumstance into one of the greatest triumph and blessings ever happened. The first example is Joshua and Caleb. You heard about them, right? They are two of 12 spies. That Moses sent out. the Moses right before. Um, conquered the promised land. They were actually sending these 12 spies. And then let them spy in those areas. For 40 days. You know when 10 of them came back. They said this. We don't have any chance. We don't have a chance. Peoples are huge. They are giant in the land. We will never be able to defeat them. However. There's two other spies, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a different report. They said, "Yes, Moses, the peoples are big. That means we cannot control the fact, we cannot control what happened there. But when we were able to look through the God frame, we know that God is bigger. We know that God's promises are much bigger." That's why we are well able to take the land. Let us go in and defeat them. What's really interesting to me is both of the groups saw the same people, same circumstances, same situation. The difference was the way Joshua and Caleb looked at the same situation, they were able to look at through God's frame. While this 10 spies, this group focused on the size of the obstacles, focused on the problem, the size of their problem. This group, the Joshua and Caleb, was able to focus on the size of God and his promise by reframing his mind with the ones of God. Let me give you another example. It's really interesting to me. Whenever I think of this story of David and Goliath, especially when David faced Goliath, and he never called him a giant, okay? Everyone else did. They talk about his size, they talk about his power, they talk about his strength, they talk about his skill, but not David. He called him, many of you know, he called Goliath uncircumcised man, uncircumcised Philistine. He didn't even give him any credit for his size, his power, his skill. Now, mind you, David didn't deny who Goliath was. Right? But he didn't dwell on it. His attitude was, you know what? I'm not. Going to focus on how big my problems are. I'm not going to focus on how big my obstacles are. My enemies are. Instead, I am going to focus on how big my God is. Amen. How big His promises are. Amen. See that David had different framework. To look at his circumstance. God frame. If God is for me, who will be against me? He knew that he was strong in God. He knew that he was undefeatable in the promise of God. That is the power when you reframe your mind with the things of God, with the power of God, with the goodness of God, with the promise of God. My dear brothers and sisters, I don't know what you're going through right now. It could be as big as this Canaanite man in the promised land. It could be as seemingly undefeatable as Goliath. But when you reframe your mind and your heart to see your problem and your circumstance. Compared to the size of our God. Compared to the size of the premise of God. There is nothing, nothing that is impossible for you to defeat. Amen. Because our God who is almighty, who is a creator, who is bigger than any problem and any struggles, any obstacles, or any enemies that we ever had. So put your frame upon the God frame. Reframe your mind upon the ones of him. Look at your circumstance with his frame. Now, let me just finish by giving you two practical things that you will be able to cultivate To reframe your eyes and your views and your minds to the ones of the Lord. Okay? How we can reframe our mind. I think the first one, first thing is this. When things are really, really bad. Let's say as bad things happen, it could be worse. When things are really bad, I think that is a perfect time that you can thank God for what didn't happen. That's the number one thing that you have to practice. When things are really bad, you have to just have it of thank God, praise God for what did not happen. Could have worse things happen. Let me give you an example. Let's say you got this very poor job, you know, evaluation. Um, That will actually prevent you from getting your promotion or your bonus. You're disappointed that you're discouraged. Instead of you focusing on what you did not get. How about you focusing on what you do have? How about you focus on what didn't happen? You still have your job. Amen. You're still employed fully. You still have your health insurances. You still have a means of income. You still put in your 401k or pension. Praise God for that instead of complaining of what you did not get. Let's say you got involved in a car accident and not gonna, nothing's going to happen. May the protection of God be upon you. But just for the conversation's sake, let's say you got in a minor car accident. Your whole bumper got crushed and you know, it dropped down. Now you're complaining about how much it will cost and how inconvenient it's going to be and how long will it take to fully repair. Instead of you putting your focus on that, how about you thank God for what did not happen? No one heard. Praise God for that. Let's say your plane is being delayed because they need to repair some parts on the plane. Because they noticed that there is some mechanical issues. Instead of you complaining about your delay, had to wait for a couple of hours there. How about giving thanks to the Lord? Because I don't know about you, but for me, when the plane is broken, I would rather be on the ground waiting to be up there than up in the sky in a broken plane waiting to be down here. Learn to give thanks to the Lord during your difficult times for the things that did not happen. It could be worse, but didn't happen. Sometimes you just need to thank God for what did not happen. Another thing that we can learn to reframe our mind is always look for goodness of God. As you are living your day-to-day life, always trying to look for God's goodness. And here's the deal, if you want to see bad, and you will find that. If you want to see negative, and you will find the things to be negative about. But on the other hand, if you want to see good, and you will find good. If you want to see the goodness of God, and you will find the goodness of God. There's a great example um, that I can give you guys. Um, it's like a difference between two types of birds, Okay. Take a virtue or hummingbird. Vulture or hummingbird as an example. Now, what do vultures find? Dead stuff. Smelly dead animal body. Roadkill animal body. Why? Because that's what they're looking for. On the other hand, what do hummingbirds find? Nectar or sweet things? Why? Because that's what they are looking for you will find what you are looking for. So uh, when I want to ask you, my brothers and sisters, look for the goodness of God. Look for the goodness of God in your day-to-day life. Look for that God is working in your life. If you look for problems and things to complain about, you will see and find those things. So instead, I going to ask you to ask God to help you to interpret your circumstances through the goodness of God, then you'll be able to recognize even on the day that's really bad. Our God is still good and He's still involved. He still cares and He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Even in the dark times, even when we are waiting, we can still praise Him because no matter what our circumstances are like, our God is always God. You cannot control what happens to you, but you can surely control how you frame you, your life and your future, your relationship and your mindset. So may you reframe your mind. May you reframe your heart. May you reframe your thoughts and the power and the goodness of God. Then you will be able to find the power and the goodness of our God regardless of your circumstances. That's what I want to deliver from this word. May you reframe your mind, and your thought with the ones of God to experience the same way that Joshua and Caleb, the same way King David, the same way Apostle Paul experienced greatest triumph, regardless of their circumstances. Amen? Let us pray. Our Father God, may you bless us and strengthen us as we are to learn to reframe our mind and our heart in the power and the goodness of God. As we are to look at our circumstances with God's frame, Lord, may we be able to find the things, regardless of our circumstance, to bring the glory and to overcome our circumstance and also make this great victory despite of our trials. We pray all in our Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen.